Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Melting Pot, hosted by J.D. Kuchta. Tune in weekly, every Friday, to hear various sports topics with various guests. You can find weekly episodes wherever you find your podcast, as well as on his website with blog posts going more in-depth with each topic. Take it away, J.D. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Melting Pot, episode 6, officially halfway through this 12-episode series. Joining me on this episode is Jarrett Ray. We're going to be talking about some NBA preseason, what teams are hot, is Wemby going to be a bust, and who we think is going to be our pick, or who our pick is going to be for the MVP at the end of the season. Make sure you stay tuned. Coming up right after this. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? We'll check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Jarrett, tell me a little bit about yourself before we get started and roll right into this. Um, I am a junior mass communication slash field major here at Piedmont University. Um, I guess, I, I honestly, I don't know my career path yet. It's been teeter-totting between somewhere radio personality and editing in film. So, yeah, that's about it for me. Well... You know, I'm looking forward to ha- – I'm, I've been wanting to do this episode, looking forward to having you on here. I'm not a huge basketball person. I know you are a huge basketball person, so I just thought I'd fit. So let's kick things off. Do we think Wemby is going to be a bust in the NBA? I think it all depends on health uh, management and where his head is. Like it, he's, he's under one of the best coaches of all time in the NBA, and I think they're heading in the right direction of mentoring him. Like they just added Tony Parker to the coaching staff. I think Manu might be somewhere in there. And then Tim Duncan's already on the coaching staff, so he's already headed in the right direction. I guess it all depends on his health and uh, his mindset going forward. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's on the Spurs, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. So, I mean, personally, coming from me, like he's already being compared to LeBron, that's already huge, huge shoes you got to fill. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, going based off of that, if the reporters, like, stick with that, saying, like, oh, he's going to be, like, the next LeBron, I just don't feel like that's putting him in a good good spot to succeed at all. Uh, yeah, never. I think, like I said, it, it depends on his mindset, too. He can't, he can't buy into these type of narratives, and he has to, especially coming into the league with that amount of hype, you can't compare yourselves to others. Um, because you see Kobe, LeBron... MJ, they never compared themselves to others. They just worked on being the best they could be over time, and then that resulted in them being, like, the top three guys in the league right now. I mean, yeah, well, Kobe, obviously, rest in peace to the real one. But, I I mean, I agree, yeah. Like, if you start comparing yourself this early on before he's even really played a game, I just don't think that's going to go well for his career. It yeah. just leaves too much on the table, too much expectations. I mean, you got a point because we did see that with Lonzo Ball. You know, uh, his father. We can put it a lot of a lot of that goes, yeah, <laughs> for putting that target on his back. But in all, when he went to the Chicago Bulls before his injury, he did do pretty well. But in the beginning, he was 
he was kind of struggling, and I think a lot of that was because of the hype and yeah. the hype that his father put on him. So, yeah. Any other busts that you see from this draft? You know, man, honestly, I don't. I've stopped watching college basketball after kind of. I want to say after Lonzo or Zion Williamson. Uh, these, in my opinion, these kids now they just they're just not as devoted to the game. Like you have, it's 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 a couple of young young guns coming into the league, you know, that are nice, but really after one through three, a lot of them really don't do anything. I mean, yeah, like. I just don't see it being like I agree with you. Like most of these kids now are one and done kids. Yeah. Like I just want to go play for a year, go to the NBA, get the bag. I mean, for example, um, I think Golden State drafted James Wiseman a couple years back, and then in two years he gets traded to Detroit Pistons, and Golden State ultimately wins the championship. Like he was the number one pick. He was supposed to be one of the best centers to come out of that draft. And now he's on the Detroit Pistons, and we don't hear about him anymore. No, and that's just one of the. That's a prime example of kids just trying to leave college as quickly as possible and chase a bag. Yeah, and I'll give you another one. Cam Reddish was a a highly scouted um, prospect, along with Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, and now he's getting tossed around. He's on the Lakers right now, coming off the bench. Who R.J.? No, not R.J. Cam Reddish. R.J. too. R.J. has. He's done a couple of things with the Knicks, but I mean, I remember watching him in the in March Madness for a couple of years. Now I I completely forgot about him. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So it's not a knock to these kids. It's just, I don't feel like the love of the game for these kids or the the work ethic. They don't. You see it in their game. Like I, like Scoot Henderson, for example, in this year's draft, a lot of people got high hopes for him. He's working out with Stephen Curry, but I've seen some of his film, and it's like it's nothing different. He's just dunking the ball. It's not I, obviously you have to develop into a great player, player too, but I just don't see anything different than what I've seen over the past few years. To piggyback off that, I feel like kids like coming out of the draft are just trying to be too flashy. They yeah. they they want they want those highlight those Sports Center top ten plays mm-hmm. instead of just keeping it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. A lot of te- a lot of players are more of you know Kobe uh, and MJ have said it best. Uh, some kids or Chris Paul. Some players get to the league and think they've made it, but those that become great players get to the league and they keep working and they get to this this level of such greatness that before they even know it, they're still working like they're like they're trying to stay in the NBA when they're already on the GOAT status list, if that makes sense. Yeah. So kind of similar to like for example, uh Steph. I'm just going to use him as an example. He's still working like he needs to stay, but he's already at that. Yeah, he's his goat status. He's already established in the league. <laughs> like yeah. everybody knows you're the best shooter. They're arguing. They're arguing right now. Is he top five point guards of all time? So that just speaks for itself. Top five. Top five. What? Yeah. Did you Did you see the um, article? It was kind of late. I was kind of late on it, but Magic Johnson got a hold of that, and uh, he kind of he kind of uh, he kind of took shots at Steph. He was he was naming all of the achievements that he had versus Steph that Steph didn't have, and he was like, so when he reaches that. Then he might be the best point guard of all time. But so. Yeah. So we are going to move on to the next topic. Forgot to mention this pre show. My bad. Trades. There have been some crazy wow. trades so far throughout the NBA. One of them that stuck out to me was Dame. Mm-hmm. He's with the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that trade? 
I feel like that's a good spot for him. Yeah. Him and Giannis, that, that, that right there is – Yeah, I mean, me and Chris, my co-host, Chris Donsero for Basketball and BS Podcast, we talked about this multiple times before it happened and then after it happened. Literally before Dane got traded, my list was he should either go to 76ers. I didn't think the Bucks could pull it off, but I always said if Drew – if if they could trade Drew for another point guard like Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, preferably Stephen Curry, but we know he's not leaving Golden State. Like a shoot a guard that can shoot and facilitate and playmake around Giannis, it makes his job easier going forward with either both of their careers, wherever he's traded there and Giannis. I feel like for Giannis, Dame is the perfect fit for him. He is. If he if Dame needs to, he can pull it from deep. Mm-hmm. And if he needs to be a facilitator to get Giannis open and get Giannis the ball, he can do that. Mm-hmm. They don't call him Logo Lillard for nothing. nothing. And that's why I think that they were missing it over over these couple of years. I understand they won a championship with Drew, but if you like, I'm a basketball savant, so I watch the game from a different lens. I used to play it. I study it. I'm still a student of the game. Drew played horribly in those finals. But he played great offensively, so it overshadowed. But I knew going down, like, we've seen in the past few years, they've been knocked out first, second mm-hmm. round because they don't have a, a playmaker per se. So I think it was a great trade that worked out for both teams because Trailblazers were able to flip Drew, and now they're going to be able to flip Malcolm Brogdon, and Drew was able to go to a contender as well. So I'm pretty sure they already flipped Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics. Hmm. They flipped Drew to the Celtics. They're, Malcolm Brogdon is going to go to Portland. Is he going to Portland? He's already in Portland. Well, he's in Portland. Him and Robert Williams. They traded Drew Holiday um, for Robert Williams – Malcolm Brogdon and a couple of picks. There might have been another player in there. I could have heard he was. Uh, I could have sworn he was going somewhere else, but that's on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're good, man. As much as I am a basketball savant, I have no recollection of football, hockey, or baseball. So, all good. And then it comes to me where I'm just like, yeah, this, this, this. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I definitely feel you on that one. But how do we feel about CP3 at the uh, on the Warriors? I like CP3 on the Warriors, but I don't like the trade. I wish they had – if you're going to trade Jordan Poole, a young stud, for something, you don't trade him for a 33-year-old point guard, which I think he can help Golden State, but the value of Jordan Poole, it's not, it's not equivalent to Chris Paul, who is numerous times over the past season, he hasn't been healthy enough, his defense and with that with this with that his his defense is not what it used to be. So I think he, if they're going to trade him for to, at least for for example to the Wizards, they should have traded poor Porzingis. Obviously Porzingis got traded to the Celtics. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. My bad. Him on the Celtics. I don't know how I feel about that. I like it, but I don't like it because I am low key, high key, not key, a Luka Doncic fan right now a little bit. So I really wanted to see Porzingis stay on the Mavericks versus now they have Kyrie Irving, which I think is going to be cool, but it doesn't move the needle for them in the Western Conference to compete for a title. So that's where I'm on that. But to go back to what we were talking about, Chris Paul and Golden State, I think he helps out a lot. I think they still have to figure out their bench depth, and I think they still have to figure out lineups for it. But I think it can work. I mean, Steve Kerr's already come out and said that he expects – him to start. And I think that puts a lot of 
Ah, cause who like who? How do you do that lineup? It's either I I I think one of the three you've got to keep, um, Draymond. You got to keep Draymond. Got to keep Iguodala. Iguodala's not on there. He isn't. He gone. I think he's gone, but I don't even think he gone. Even if he is, I don't think he starts. Yeah, cause he's been doing he's been doing JJ Reddick podcast. I was right. <laughs> He's still on Golden State? Yeah. Oh, okay, for sure, for sure. Okay, you're right. But I, he doesn't start, though. He, he doesn't like, start. Nah, he comes off the bench. Who do they, Who else do they have so, on defense? So last year the starters were Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, and Kevin Looney. And I would suspect that – I think Wiggins is going to get replaced by CP and have CP3, Steph, and then um, – why am I blanking? You said CP3, Steph, and Wiggins and Looney? No, 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 Clay. And see, this is where a lot of people are going to hate me for. I think they, should, they shouldn't start Clay. I think Clay should come off the bench. And be like that extra offensive factor. And get his legs back, too, if you notice. Even though they he, won the I title. mean, he's been injured a little bit he's lately over the past couple of seasons, and, and they're all getting old. They're yeah. all getting old. It's like with Clay, I love Clay. He used to be one of the best two-way players this league has ever seen. And after those two injuries, I mean, I, you know, you when when you tear an ACL, you want to give the player at least two, maybe three years. Mm-hmm. Clay hasn't looked right in the last two, three years, man. He it, look, it hasn't looked like he's gotten back on his feet. He, I mean, he has his games, but it's not the same. He's just not the same Clay that we used to know. So I, in my opinion, if I was Steve Kerr, I would start Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, and Kevin Looney. No Steph? No, uh, yeah, Chris Paul, Steph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew yeah. Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. And this allows Clay to get back on his feet. This allows Curry in season to actually stay healthy and kind of low to manage, if you think about it. And then you can put him with uh, Rudy Gay. You could put Clay with Rudy Gay, too. Yeah, yeah. That's a solid bench coming off the bench. You have Clay and Rudy? Yeah, I think, yeah. Because, yeah, they got they traded Rudy Gay. No, they picked up Rudy Gay after he got waived by OKC. Yeah. Second, so, yeah. I, that dude, do we think they could go on a run? Ah, it all depends on health, man. And Draymond just an- injured his ankle, so we have to see when he comes back. He's out. He, I think he's possibly out three or six weeks. I think you can if they find the right recipe. But I think St- Steve Kerr is going to have his hand full with how he does these rotations and the amount of time he plays Chris Paul and the amount of time he plays Steph Curry. You know, in the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's going to be a tough balance for him. Mm-hmm to really figure out but you know that's what preseason's for let him figure that out steve kerr's a great coach mm-hmm. um you know i feel like that he'll be able to figure it out like he, it's kind of similar to this weird team that he put together when they went on that dynasty run right, that they yeah. had yeah where draymond was at the five and i think if they do start chris ball i think the only thing you can do is have looney come off the bench but if i was a coach i would probably have clay come off the bench for those reasons who else do we think is going to be hot? I think, you know what, hot take, Denver Nuggets go back-to-back. They did not lose a single person. In the West, man, I don't know, it's tough, man, because you got the Grizzlies, it, with the exception of John Morant's 25-game suspension, but they've done some work there. They they retained their uh, – they were, they were able to retain their core team. And then add on Marcus Smart. Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, now you have to deal with Jaw in the first quarter. And then you have Marcus Smart coming off the bench, who's going to be a defensive nightmare for whoever. So, 
and they still got Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson's making that leap. We just seen how he performed in the USA Olympics. Um, no, FIBA. FIBA Olympics? FIBA. The FIBA World Cup. FIBA World Cup, my bad. And, or uh, World ba- – whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, whatever up. they call it. I get it. mixed up. And so – you got you got the Lakers. Everybody talking about the Lakers. They just kept their core and added Christian Woods and Gabe Vitson from the Miami Heat, who was in the finals last year. So I don't know. It's gonna be tough, bro. It's 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 a toss up. I don't think they're for sure favorites, but I think if they keep the recipe they had last year, they can do it. I mean, I feel like uh, not Luca, but um, Jokic. Jokic is once again gonna have just another fantastic he was robbed of the mvp last year robbed i joel Embiid did not deserve it when you look at the numbers sorry but when you look at the numbers that Jokic was putting up compared to Embiid, it's night and day it was a toss-up i don't think Embiid. i think mvp honestly this is a this is a it's, – it's kind of related to what we're talking about, but it's kind of off the record. I think MVP should should be after – or somewhere in the playoffs, like determined during the playoffs and probably presented after the whole season. Because Embiid does this every season and he gets in the playoffs and he just plays like boo-boo. I don't think that could be the MVP of our league. I don't think the MVP should just be based off regular season. So. Now, how do we feel about the Sixers? Hmm. You know, it was so much hype around when James Harden first got traded there. Everybody was like, oh, it's the new Kobe and Shaq. When I was telling people, like, James Harden, no matter what team he's been on, has never performed well in the playoffs. Just because he's traded with the league's MVP today doesn't mean that's going to change. We have to see it, see him put in the work and actually perform well when it matters. And so here it goes. And I don't think now that everybody's been traded, everybody's been – Everybody's contract has been now solidified on their teams. Everybody's extended now. I don't see what you can get for them other than a couple of trade assets. I, I was listening to another podcast, uh, part of my take. They were briefly talking about this, and uh, I agree. Like He's in such an awkward position, position. where he's older. Mm-hmm. He performs sometimes, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been performing as of these past two seasons, and he's kind of he hasn't been able to find a home. Yeah. And now with everybody with all these with all the other teams in the league finalizing their lineups before the season, he's he might end up being just a regular free agent this year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, James Harden's lost that step, man. He's 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 obviously he obviously still has some value, some game left in him. He's just not a thirty, forty, and ten point a night guy, but he's more of a twenty ten, maybe ten, uh, triple double guy. So. I mean, I don't, I don't see on the 76ers side. I don't see that what they, how much they can get back for him, considering he's not who he used to be. So, I think that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, this would be a different story if it was like Rockets OKC or Rockets uh, Harden. Yeah, that's a completely different story. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But now it's just like, is he washed? Would you say he's washed? I don't think he's washed. Honestly, my. My beef with James Harden is not in the regular season because you have your ups and downs. It's an 82-game season. My problem with James Harden is in the playoffs. Like, if he's and, – and, and, again, he's not who he used to be. So, in the regular season when he has his ups and downs, he's still averaging 20 and 10. That's still good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard in the NBA. So, that's still all-star caliber play. 
But in the playoffs, if you give Joel Embiid some of that power, oh, the 76ers are unstoppable. He doesn't have to be what he used to be. But You really think so? I, I, yeah, I mean, I've seen it. We've seen it with Brooklyn. There were two injuries away from, from winning the NBA Finals. So finishing off this episode, we're going we're gonna to do a little future talk. Mm-hmm. We talked about it briefly. Who do you have as your MVP? That's a tough one. That's a tough one, J.D. Um, if I had to go with one guy, oh, cause it all depends. All right, let me, let me stop thinking too hard. Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic will be MVP. What about you? I could, I could see the Luka, Luka Doncic pick, but, I mean, for me, I feel like he's going to have another great season like last year. I got to go with Jokic. Holy Jokic. I, that's, that's, I that's got to go take. with Lo- Jokic. That's not a bad take because with Luka, I think he can do it, but you have a point with Nikola Jokic. The reason he's been so successful after his career is he, number one, is healthy. Yeah. He's been the, almost yes. the most healthiest player in the NBA in, his, in the last few years. Um, and he's just even guarding him is just so hard to yeah, do. We seen that. We seen that in these finals. You know, Miami had to pick their poison whether they try to stop Jokic or they stop try to stop him from facilitating from his team. Exactly, and, and neither one worked. So <laughs> <laughs> neither one worked. And I feel like we saw it last year. Most teams ran into the same scenario yeah. throughout the playoffs. It was stop him from facilitating or stop him, and you can't do both. It's pick one or the other, and that led to the Nuggets winning it. Yeah. So on that on that way of thinking or on that track, mm-hmm. who do you have winning it all? Do you have Denver going back-to-back, back, or who do you guide? I, I had – so I have a couple. I have a dark horse team, and then I have a team I think they can take it all away. So my dark horse team to win it all, well, probably won't, are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Interesting. That's what I'm saying. So, my dark horse team, if I had to pick one, what? Minnesota Timberwolves. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You could have said Oklahoma City out of like, okay. No. I'm going Timberwolves. Why Timberwolves? Carl Anthony Towns, man. No, 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 no. I understand it, like on on paper. On paper, and it just comes down if they can stay healthy and execute. But they, but they, they, neither one happens ever happens with Timberwolves. No, it's the Timberwolves. It's it's like liking the, the Chicago White Sox of yeah. basketball. Yeah, it's just it's just not gonna happen. But if I had to pick not my non dark horse team, I can hear all the. Uh, I have to go with Milwaukee right now. They're they're te- It'll be the Milwaukee or the Grizzlies. I I think the Milwaukee or the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have been an injury away every season, single single season. Now the thing is, is can Josh stay out of trouble and not and that's pull a Glock? The issue because even if those twenty five games are special, I think it helps Josh because he always in the playoffs. He always get hurt, especially when they're just right there. They're they're just above. Like you've seen this this Lakers series last year was pretty good until he got hurt. So he's really competitive until he got hurt. Well, I will say this: in August, the Timberwolves did get a new head coach, Ernest Scott. I have no idea who that is, but I hope he gets the best out of Cat. That's my only problem. They have a whole new coaching staff. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, they need it. <laughs> I mean, from how they've been playing the last few years. They yeah, they they have a 
they have a whole whole new coaching staff from what i've seen they've been they've been doing a lot of moves around but if i had my non-dark horse team gotta go with them i'm picking them again they still have their core team as we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. denver nuggets denver nuggets baby yeah yeah yeah. i could see that all right we jared that's gonna do it all for this episode Make sure you tune in to the last episode of The Melting Pot. We got NBA again, regular season, right when that's in full swing. We'll see how these takes are coming along, see how each of these picks are doing. So stay tuned for that. Coming up next week on the show, we have MLB postseason with Chad Hall. That's going to do it all for us here in The Melting Pot for episode six. Thank you for tuning in. Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's... Tune in to Wake Up with J-Ray and A-B every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up every Friday morning, only on WPCZ, LPFM, Demers, Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. You've been listening to The Melting Pot, where you can find various guests and sports topics on a weekly basis. Remember, you can find each episode wherever you get your podcast and on JD's website with blog posts corresponding to each episode. See you next Friday.